I think people think it's harder than it really is. And, and okay, so let me give you my, my reasons why out of the gate. Number one, live video reduces friction, right? It is, it is, once you have your stuff set up and ready to go, it is much easier than going through all the edits and things like that. Hey guys, welcome back to the Hype Podcast. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, this week's episode, I'm super excited because we have a good friend back on the show. He's been on the show numerous times. Let's just get him back because we're going to talk about Leap Into Podcasting, which was the conference I was on last week. That's why we took a little bit of a break for uh, from the show so I could prepare. Let's welcome Ecamm's community manager back to the show, Doc Rock. What's up, Doc? Aloha, brother. Good to see you yeah, again. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm back in my studio. Uh, yeah, it just feels good to be back in my spot. Like, doing what you do on the road is awesome, and we're well-trained at it, but it's still so different than being in your own spot. Yeah. I, you were gone for, what, like two months back back on the East Coast, which is a huge, I mean, that's a six-hour time difference from what you're used to, too. Man, <laughs> that, I'm still adjusting to said time difference. But, yeah, I was gone for just under 60 days, and, like, I, I left my house in the middle of August, and I just came back, and here we are early October. So, man. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was somewhat of a trick. Uh, had a great time. Uh, went through podcast movement and, you know, went to content marketing world. Then I had to go back to Ecamm headquarters, did people a video, and then did our own leap into podcasting plus some creative work while I was out on the road. So it, it was a trick. I'm, I'm just happy to be back. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the show. That's why I wanted to have you back is because you went to all these conferences. You went to Podcast Movement. You went, uh, well, you were part of Leap Into Podcasting because that was put on by Ecamm. And we've talked about podcasting together on this show, but let's dive more into it and see if there's any new knowledge and new takeaways is what I'm really curious about from what you've learned. Uh, let's kind of start with Podcast Movement. Um, that was something I was looking into going to. That was in Dallas, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Amazing, amazing. What were some of the big takeaways from from that? I mean, I'm sure there was a great turnout because it's back in person. Um, the excitement around that conference must have been been great. I know a couple of people that went. Um, what were some of the big takeaways that you took away from Podcast Movement? There were two primary ones. Number one is something that uh, somewhat has been my mission for the last little bit, and that has been trying to get people to go to the video podcast route. Again, you know me, I'm going to keep fighting until we get the word vodcast as a real thing. <laughs> but uh, um, even if you don't plan on having a video-oriented podcast, for production purposes, especially for newbies, um, I'm on a mission to get people to start with live video first. And, you know, whether you're recording in front of a live studio audience of one, you know, you and your dog, or whether you're doing like we do for The Flow, where we have a live audience and we just do our podcast in front of them, but then ask questions after. I think that's the best way to go, especially for newbies. You know, as well as I do, one of the hardest things of doing a podcast is talking to yourself. So you're good because you're smart enough to pick a, a show that requires guests. For those who do shows that don't require guests, talking to yourself can be a little bit of a thing. So having a studio audience is very, very impactful, and it makes it easier. You also can use those clips from your live taping 
as your marketing vehicle, right? It helps you with your discovery, helps people find you. And I don't know, I think people just attach themselves to the host a little bit better when they can see your face and just know that you're a real person and, you know, not some weird disembodied voice. So uh, that was one of the things that was talked about a lot there. And another one was this idea of uh, pod swaps or ad swaps, promo swaps. There's a couple of different ways of doing it. One is taking over each other's show, um, you know, like letting your friends fill in when you have a vacation. So that way you don't have a law. So that way your show still goes on. But, you know, bring in a like in kind host and swap episodes, if you will. Um, there's been, you know, doing promos like you do the promo for Ecamm in your show sometimes, like doing promos for other shows in the middle of your show just as a way of growing the community. And this is really good for smaller shows where they don't have a sponsor. Uh, pick another show you like and and just talk about them. And strangely enough, you you just, just build better relationships that way, right? So it was pretty interesting stuff going on there. Uh, it would have been great to have you. Um, my favorite thing is that I got a chance to, you know, meet Travis from uh, Poddex, which was cool. Um, didn't get to spend a lot of time talking with him. And I had to miss his talk because I was doing my demo at that time. But it was still, you know, very interesting. I can't wait to check the replays. Yeah, I think that was a great takeaway that I heard a lot of people say it was the whole pod swap thing. I think it's fantastic. Um, really just partnering up with other podcasters, um, other shows that are around the same size. I mean, we talk about doing that uh on YouTube and building a community and, and, you know, touching base with other YouTubers that are around your side and just being able to talk to each other because it is, you know, kind of like a one person show a lot of time on YouTube and a podcast can be that way. Even with like this one, having guests on the show, it's still me planning, producing, editing, sitting here in my room by, by yourself, but being able to talk to other podcasters and to partner up and help each other support each other, I think was just such a good idea. And then plugging each other's shows and that way everyone succeeds was, was a huge takeaway. I absolutely love that. And then having, you know, guess, you know, you know, other guys on the show to, to host it. Like if you go on vacation or something was, that's great. I'm going to be, I'm going to be hitting you up for that. Ain't no worry. You know, you know, here, here's the thing. Okay. Not to sound all woo woo. Cause people are get irritated. Like I tell people, like, I do understand those who, follow the law of attraction and believe in the law of attraction. But I say the law of attraction requires one key element is written right in the word action actions at the bottom. So in a way, I think by doing promo reads, even before you're ready for stuff that you just like is actually setting you up to already be dope. When you do get your first paid sponsor, right? How would you like to get in 100 episodes deep? You finally get your chance to get a paid sponsor and you can't pull off the read because you don't have any practice at it. So start now. Start from the very beginning. And also, you're going to freak out your listeners because they're not used to having an ad spot. And now you have an ad spot. So generate an ad spot from day one, even if that ad spot is your own ad for whatever it is that you do. Right. I think it's a good practice to get the ad spot in because you're making space available to get it. You know, it's like uh, getting married, moving into the studio and immediately start talking about having a family. Uh, you should have thought about the one bedroom first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, the two bedrooms. You know what that reminds me of is like, you know, growing up, I was always taught like when you go for a job interview, you dress for the job. You actually dress a little bit better than what the, like the position entails. Right. Same thing with your show. Like if you're trying to grow the show and attract 
maybe sponsors and sponsorships have the show already do that and have it at the next level so that it shows them, oh, wait, this show incorporates that. This is a good fit for for us. Maybe maybe we can work with them. So having your show already set up to incorporate sponsors and ad reads before you even have maybe paid ones to do that, I think is a great idea because it's already showing that your show your show's set up for it. And doing it before you actually have like a paid sponsor is great because a lot of people want to make money doing their podcast, which is, you know, it's good. It's nice to have income because it helps cover the cost of the show. You can do ad reads for your affiliate links, even though you're not an official yep. partner with the ad read, right? You can still drive people to your affiliate link for the ad so you can make money that way. It's Which is, I don't see a lot of people doing and it's, it can be lucrative for you guys. Oh, it's genius. You know, this is gonna this might crack you up, but I wore a black St. Croix turtleneck and uh, New Balance and jeans to my Apple interview. Awesome. I'm serious. I'm not even joking because <laughs> I wanted that. I wanted that spot so bad. And I was like, I don't know, man. What if, if Steve shows up? Steve doesn't live in Hawaii, dude. Steve <laughs> lives in California. But I wore the Steve outfit to my Apple interview. That's hilarious. That's that's awesome. Um, let's move on a little bit to to live video, what you were talking about at initially. Why? So I get why you, you think we should do live video. It scares me a little bit. I mean, of course you work for Ecamm Live, so live is is your guys' bread and butter. But from a podcast app standpoint, do you think that's okay? Because I think live video sometimes when you're first starting might be a little unpolished. And that's what's kind of kept me away from it because I want the show to be a little bit more polished, to run a little bit smoother. And I know that's like, my own perfectionism because this, this show is still not <laughs> as smooth as I would like it, but, um, di- dive into that a little bit more. Like why aren't people, I mean, I already told you why I don't do live, but why aren't people doing more live podcasting? I, I think people think it's harder than it really is. Okay. And, and okay. So let me give you my, my reasons why out of the gate. Number one, live video reduces friction, right? It is it is once you have your stuff set up and ready to go, it is much easier than going through all the edits and things like that. Now, a couple of things. First of all, the community of the world has changed. People are super irritated with gurus right now. All of our best gurus have let us down. As as a filmmaker, wannabe, you know, you and I come from the same cloth, right? You know what I studied? I studied one of the greatest filmmakers of all time, so I thought. And I couldn't wait to be able to produce like this person. And Reservoir Dogs was one of my greatest, right? And then American uh, American Butterfly or whatever the heck it's called. And I was like, oh, man, I, I even was saving money to go to the Kevin Spacey Film School. And then your hero does something stupid. <laughs> you know, uh, as as a DJ at the end of the night, what did I always play for my closing songs? Because it worked so good. R. Kelly. And not then, well, you screwed up, you know. So I'm like, you know, I want to make film like the one. Oh, geez, not another one. So I just like, you know what? I don't want to, I don't even put my trust into the gurus anymore because they make an A out of you. You know what I'm saying? So I think the general population now is actually a little bit fearful of them. People like you better when you look more like them. Not dissimilar from you saying dress up for the job that you want to have, 
right? So I think people want to see real folks. And reality TV has somewhat proven that, even though it's hyperscripted now. In the beginning, we just love watching our favorite celebrities have horrible lives <laughs> because we before used to pedestal them. So I just think the general populace wants to see somebody that sort of looks like them, number one. Um, I, it's not just my opinion. There's been studies, but, I mean, I strongly believe in that. I think the second side of it is having your community with you in there supporting you, helping you, they will call out your mistakes, right? So let's say you go through a half an hour show and you think you got it all done and you go to your Q&Answer section, right? Q&Answer, that was a really weird way to say it. You go to your Q&A section at the end and then, you know, Big Rich would be like, hey, dummy, you said something, something about Snapple. It wasn't Apple. And I was like, oh, snap. You just go redo that section because if you do edit your podcast later, you got a perfect clean read. It's already taken care of. They will make you feel better. And again, like I said, even if you're that person who's so shy that you're going to make every excuse not to go live, go live to a private page where no one can see you and still record it that way. Because when you go to edit, as an editor, you understand this as well as I do, it is so much easier to edit when you can see picture to sound. Right. Right. 100%. It's just the way our head works. So... I can see the visuals. If my hands go up in histrionics, I already know that's a bad cut, right? But you can also use, uh, <laughs> knocking things down, you could also use markers when I have a good take, right? I can, like, you know, hold this up to the screen or flash a light at the camera or something and tell myself where the good takes are. It's the reason why... Well, one of the reasons why we had clapboards back in the day was to separate the cuts. I mean, you got the jam sync, you got the spike in audio, yeah. but yeah, you also got to see the visual. So it will, if you don't know how to edit at all, it will make your editing so much better, right? And I, once you gain the flow of speaking contemporaneously from doing live video, you will also lessen your edits because it will make you talk better you yeah. just would get better at it so all of the above are fantastic reasons not to mention the repurse cap repurpose capabilities of all of those clips that you can use to help you promote your show ultimately what every podcaster ask at any podcasting convention is how do i get more viewers yep and we're going to talk so, about that we're going to talk about that hold on to that all right because we're going to talk about that because uh my session talked about that a little bit and we're going to kind of dive into that um i think a great thing about going live too is it allows you to build more community within your show um, and you get more loyal listeners, more of a loyal community. Even if you're not incorporating, you know, the live chat into the show, you can do it before and you can do it after and you can, you can incorporate questions, but then it also gives you the ability. If you really wanted to, you can incorporate it into the show. And I mean, people love being part of the show. They want to be a part of the show. So that's why they're there watching it live. It's a huge, huge benefit. But even if you don't do live, you have to do video. And we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. So stick around. But first, I also want to talk to Doc about the podcast that Ecamm is doing called The Flow. This is something recent that you guys started. Well, somewhat recent. You guys are what, like eight or nine episodes into The Flow? We just recorded 11. 11. Okay. Yeah. So what, that's, we, we passed the, like, we passed the, the pod months. fade hump. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone listening, the pod fade hump is most podcasts do not make it past seven episodes. Um, so if you make it past seven, like give yourself a pat on the back. That's huge. Cause, um, you're in the minority. So it's funny. You say, give yourself a pat on the back. I gave myself an ice pack. <laughs> 
So uh, tell us a little bit about the flow because um, it's not all about live video and it's not necessarily all about Ecamm either, right? Well, a couple things in that. Uh, I think one of the first things that people do wrong as a product-based podcast is talk too much about the product. Every product has a... a, a, a an ecosystem, if you will. That's the easiest way to explain it. Has an ecosystem around it. I could do really, really well, like following sort of something we did at Apple. It wasn't always about the product. When you see a commercial, the commercial is mostly about the people. You're seeing the people, the emotions, the feelings, whatever, them using the product. The product is in there. It's implied, but it doesn't have to be there. Right. It's like boudoir photography, right? The implied nudity is much better than the straight, you know, penthouse shot. Right. So um, in that same vein, we started it because we always wanted to start an ECAM podcast. Right. When I first became on, I was like, yo, this is one of the things that we need to do if we want to grow our base. And so everybody was down and they were figuring out a couple different ways that we can do it. One of the things that I was going to do was just a um, content creation industry news show. And then we came up with ENN, and we kind of have that, and it's more around the ecosystem of Ecamm, but I wanted something I thought would be broader. So as we dove into this podcast vertical, I saw a great opportunity to help new people figure out how to start their podcast. And there's lots of courses on it. There's lots of books on it. And normally what those things allow you to do, like a recipe, is follow soup to nuts, you get everything done. But there's a lot more. You and I know from being podcasters for a long time, there's way more to it than just the finite steps of how do I get this on Apple, right? You could do that within 24 hours with just, you know, your phone in the bathroom. You could get that done. But what about the soft skills? What about learning how to pre-show and after show and what exactly is the workflow and so in the process of the workflow I was also in the middle of all of the hype on the flow state and you know and then so I when I when I just came up to us I said Katie we're gonna call this the flow and she was like done end of conversation let's go <laughs> so that was it um and that and that is because your podcast does require flow you have a very succinct flow right now booking your guests, having your guests come on, go to your thing. So even stopping to go on vacation real quick, when you come back, you're like, oh, I got to do this again. You know what's dope is when you have a flow sheet, you can you can just follow the, the steps and you'll slide back in right away. If not, it takes momentum to get back up to speed. So that's yeah, why. I love the show. Guys, if you want to check out the flow, I'll link it down in the description of the video and the show notes of the podcast. It really is a great show. They do live taping, so you can actually watch the live recording on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific. So you can do the math on when that is your time. But it's absolutely fantastic. So if you want to know about content creation, they cover a lot of different topics. I highly recommend you check out the flow with Doc and Katie from Ecamm. Katie's going to be on the show next week, so make sure you tune in there. Uh, I'm a huge fan, of course, because I love Doc. I love Katie. I love Ecamm. You know it's the preferred the pref preferred platform I use to record this show. Um, you hear me talk about it each and every week. So if you want to check it out, there's a link down in the description as well, as well as a coupon code to save you guys some money if you want to check out Ecamm. But back to talking about podcasting, Doc. Let's talk about Leap into Podcasting. So this is a, a virtual live conference that Ecamm has done for three years. This was the third year. 
And it's not always leap into podcasting. It's just called leap in, excuse me. And then there's always a topic around that. So this year it was about podcasting. Why, why podcasting? Why did you guys choose, choose podcasting this year? It's funny because we always did leave it in live streaming. And as like you said earlier, people are really just terrified of the live thing. Yeah, people still haven't figured out that that's the way to go. So you actually, <laughs> believe it or not, are somewhat of the catalyst because I was, when we did our first show like a uh, little more than a year ago when I was on episode 51, I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> Uh, I was like, yo, this is cool, man. This guy, this is before I worked at ECAB, actually. I was just getting oh, that's you know, right. the community manager slot, right? And wait, that's almost two years ago. Anyway, so we came up to this concept of this guy's recording his podcast in ECAM, and the files are ready to go. He has some light editing to do, and then it's, and that's it. And there's like, yeah, we're starting to hear about people recording their podcasts in Ecamm. It would come up a lot in the community, in the Facebook group. And I was like, you know, as podcasts are growing rapidly, this is a fantastic vertical for us to look into because as any good business person would tell you, you go where the movement is moving at the time, especially if you could bring something to the table. So... I thought, like, let's get into talking more and more to podcasters and seeing what's going on there. So we did PodFest and we did Podcast Movement. And you're right. The way, even if you don't plan on having a video-oriented podcast, recording it in Ecamm makes it easier. For nothing more than us doing this guest shot right now, I can see you and you can see me. That's a lot smoother. People it are is. recording. Let me, me interrupt you there, Doc. It is yeah. a lot smoother. But there are other applications, right, that you can do that, like Zoom. And I say this all the time. Right. I'm a bit, I'm huge into this. The reason I choose, the number one I, reason I choose Ecamm over using Zoom, which I've done before when COVID first started and I needed something to be able to have guests on, right, is the quality. Nothing beats the quality of Ecamm, you guys. The audio quality, if your guest is using a good microphone and they have good internet, you're going to have, it's almost like they're in the room with you. So hands yep. down, quality quality, quality. Ecamm is huge into that. And what I love about you guys over at Ecamm is you take user feedback. So if there isn't, if there is something that isn't working, you got, we can communicate it. And the developers that are making the program are sitting right in the same room as you guys, or you guys can just they were sitting send in the them same a, room as me for the last month. <laughs> yeah. Or you can send them a text message. like, Hey, someone's having this issue. And they oftentimes will find an issue that one person has found and fix it. And roll that out to everybody yep. just because one person found it. They don't wait for a ton of user feedback, which is great. They, they, they you know, wait for funny. one, one person. I was going feedback. to say that. I was going to say that, but it's better that you said it because then it doesn't sound like, oh, he said that because he worked at Ecamm. But no, before I worked at Ecamm, I was the same with you. The, the audio quality from Zoom is a little suspect. And the video quality, it's like 540, sometimes it's 720, sometimes it dips all the way down to 320. So it, it, it kind of like varies. And... I just find it funny that you have to send them an email to tell them that you want 1080, and most people don't know that. So that means if, no, if you're not smart enough to ask them to send them a better quality video, they just won't do it. So there's a comfort level to being able to see you while we're talking. It right. is, is what it is, right? Um, I think we all learned that during the pandemic, right? So I, I just felt that getting people, this podcasting was growing, and us being lined with podcasters was going to take us a long way. And it's great because it is growing. It is letting people see what's the possibilities that are out there. 
And again, it's making people's job easier. So if this becomes a, where it's not scary for the techie side, more people will get the story out. And that's my ultimate purpose in life is to get more people to tell their stories because as we share stories, we build better connections and we understand humans better. And I only know that from traveling the world. Well, I mean, I love the conference. I watched as much as I possibly could live. If you guys missed the live recording, if you go, I'll have it linked down in the description, but if you click the link um, for Leap Into Podcasting that I have below, if you buy one of the planners, there's a digital one and a physical one. You could buy either. And it gives you the replay automatically. So you can watch any episode or any conference part, talk, whatever we're going to call it. There's there. If you're watching, Doc is holding up the planner. But you can replay any part of the conference at your convenience. Not only does it give you leap into podcasting, but it gives you all the previous leap into live streams that they've done. Live so streaming. you get yeah. everything from the past three years, which is which is huge. So. Um, there's my little plug for that. If you guys want to check it out and you, you can check me out because I talked about why your podcast should be a video podcast. At the very least, you should start incorporating it into your production workflow, even if you're not going to use the video right away, because it gives you the option to come back to it and use the video then. But let's talk about why video is important. I talked about how video isn't anything new because way back before we had podcast apps on our phone. You had to go to iTunes. You had to go to iTunes to sync up your podcast. And like, remember, you actually had to like plug your phone into your computer and open up iTunes. And it was a, it was a total nightmare. But there was a section there for video. So people were actually doing video way back then. It went away because no one was doing it. Because in 2010, video streaming on our mobile devices really wasn't like that popular or a thing. But it is now. As we change as a society, the way your show is produced and the way people consume it change so your show just needs to be video. Plain and simple. <laughs> you need to incorporate video into your show. Uh, let's talk about some of the main reasons people should be incorporating video. So Doc already talked about live video, how it builds community. You can have a Q&A. It just it gives someone there that you're talking to, and so it makes recording a little bit easier. But what's the number one question everyone asks, Doc? What's the number one question other than how do I monetize? <laughs> that might be number two. What's, what's the number one question people ask when they start a podcast how do i get more viewers yeah how do i <laughs> over grow an and audience? over again right? like that is the biggest one that is absolutely the biggest one you know here's a funny thing as you're going through the the history of like video podcasts as you know i've been on a, and the guest of twit uh this weekend whatever mm -hmm. leo has about 12 shows i've been on various of those shows for years Way back when the Apple TV One came out, which I want to say is like circa 2008, maybe 2009, you would get the video podcast was one of the buttons on there. I think it was right? actually a and little bit later, Doc, because I remember buying the first one and it was just after I got married and I got married in May of 2010. So it, it, I think it might have been 2010. Right when like really, I yeah. have to double check. I should know this because I was there when it came out, so I should definitely know this. But you know, there was one of the tabs was on there, and at that time, you had you know the Twitch shows. You had Revision Three with Kevin Rose and Peter Norton and uh, Roger and those guys. So, like, I started producing my video podcast all the way back then, and at that time, I was also writing for AOL. So we created something called Two R TV Live. And Tua was the unofficial Apple weblog. We were 
basically Engadget before Engadget, and when we turned into Engadget, and we all quit. <laughs> but um, it's been around for quite a long time. It's not new. The storage and where to put these things and the production was just so much harder. But we all knew back then that video was going to eventually catch. And I think that, yeah, if you want to grow your audience, it just it's something different about physically seeing someone on your TV or in your phone or your tablet. The, the parasocial connection that is built that way is much, much stronger than just a disembodied voice talking in your head. Right. It's, it's, I don't know why it is. I'm sure there's tons of research behind it. But that is exactly it. For me, it's I just feel like I know the host, you know. And strangely enough, this is the part that blows my mind. Almost all of the shows that I watch in video format, I have actually met the host now because of comments. <laughs> so uh, it, there is a there's just a feeling you get when you go and you meet your host live and in person. When we all met in San Diego, you know, me, you, and the Buck Nation, we were all hanging out having a salad in the jar. <laughs> like It was like, it felt like we'd known each other for years. Right. And up until that time, it's mostly been from hearing each other's shows, right? So, yeah, I just think there's something to it. It helps you build a community. And the bond is just better. It's a, it's a, la a lasting girl. It's a lasting girl bond. Yep. We've <laughs> talked about that a lot already on this show, and because it is so important and it really does work. But let's also talk about some of the other reasons you should be incorporating video. When we talked about growth, um, audio podcasts are not really searchable unless you go to a podcasting app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you're listening to a podcast. Unless you already know what you're looking for, they're not built for search. You search the show. It didn't work. Yeah, it don't work. Like you can't search a topic, but do you know where you can search a topic? YouTube. So if you're putting the video version of your podcast on YouTube, all of a sudden the, the show title, the show description, you can put keywords. Those are all working for you to make your show searchable and easier to find. Not only that, we've talked, Doc's talked about this, how podcast tab is coming to YouTube. It's coming to YouTube. It's coming to YouTube. Guess what, guys? Is here. If you go, if you go to, they wasn't, they wasn't listening to me, Jared. They yeah. thought I was crazy. Doc's out of his mind. We talked about this so much, you know, over the phone or when we were in San Diego. And I remember at lunch we were having a burger, and you know, I was like, "Man, it's coming soon." And you're like, "Man, this is gonna be great." And I swear, it was just a couple months later. I was like, "See, I was right." So yeah, it's still there's like a key they're still testing about it. The YouTube part. Yeah. No, but they're still, they're still, but once they go, they go. Yeah. Right. They are, they're like F1, you know, they're doing their test laps and their qualifying laps right now. But once they fire that engine up and the five red lights go off, man, YouTube is out of the block. YouTube is going to take everybody over, whether you like it or not, just because of their pure size. Here's one other element, Jay. If you don't do it yourself, YouTube will caption your video. Every word that we say in this episode today is part of the search capabilities of Google and YouTube. Whether you do anything to it or not. Now, I go into script and I make my captions clean, right? We do the transcript for the flow. It literally says, Doc says something stupid. Katie fixed it. <laughs> like, it literally is right there in the transcript. But all of that text is searchable by the Google box, so your discoverability becomes much greater, especially if you do what you're supposed to do and be niche oriented. So 
Yep. There's so that. you want to grow your podcast? Well, it's not searchable. The audio version is not searchable. It's very difficult, but your video version will be on YouTube. So on top of that, you, and this is like, do what I say, not as I do, <laughs> because I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing this to the full extent as I should be, but you can take and cut up portions of your episode. So if I wanted to take a portion and say, Doc's, Doc Rock's takeaway from pod movement, I could cut that segment up and bam, it's its own little three to five minute video on YouTube on top of the episode. If I wanted to talk about or have a video portion about why video is important for podcasting, bam, I could, I could chop up this section. So not only do you have your full episode for content, but you can have all these micro episodes that lead to your main episodes and all this content that you're putting out there is searchable on top of the main episode. And then you could also chop that up even smaller and use it on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, if that's still a thing for you like whatever you want. And all those platforms are pushing video. I talked about this in my, in my talk. When is the last time you went on Instagram and saw more pictures than video? Uh, it's been a long time but because video, video is important. Adam said it's not going down. Adam came out six months ago or whatever and said, we're switching well, to he's video and everybody, <laughs> everybody had a cow. Right. But um, even as a CEO of IG, it's not Adam's platform. It's ours. Right. We were doing that, right? The only people that got really pissed are photographers. And I'm like, what are you guys thinking? This is actually better because you can put your video there and then you can pop up as a, either a green screen. I mean, your photo, sorry, let me fix my English. You can either pop up as a green screen or you can pop up as a split where your photo's there and you're in the bottom and you can explain better or give the mechanics or, you know, show your love to Tamron and tell everybody secretly that Tamron has been building the lenses for all the lenses that you love. Your favorite L glass and your favorite Sony glass, Tammy was building them anyway. So, like, don't, you know, shame the Tamron people. Like, it's like, it's so much you could have done with that more than just go, Instagram, move my stereo to the other side of the table. And I'm like, sorry, fam, like it happens, right? My my grandmother was an excellent seamstress, and then people don't alter clothes anymore. So then what's she going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? She learned to do something else. You know, it's yeah. as simple as pie. And the thing is, is your show can change. It can evolve. When we look at the bigger podcasters, the successful ones, what are they doing? They're doing video. Why wouldn't you want to mimic what the successful shows are doing if you want to be successful? Will video podcasts be around forever? Is that the thing that's moving forward forever? Maybe, maybe not, but it's here now. So why not do it now? It's the thing now. You should start incorporating it now. I mean, there's so many reasons. Can and you YouTube's not even done. After video? Oh, uh, like holograms? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're in your house and you it's gonna be just like Lollapalooza. You're in your house, you decide to listen to some Pac and yeah. Pac just pops up yeah. in your living room. <laughs> Paint a picture. Paint Who a knows, perfect man. picture. Like let me stop doing my Tupac impression. But, but <laughs> like, it's here it's now. It's gonna be crazy. And YouTube's incorporating yeah. it. And we talked about this that Pod News leaked a multi-page document outlining YouTube's game plan for for podcasting. They're at the start of that plan and it's gonna to continue to grow. They're the hugest platform out there for consuming content, which is going to make them overnight the biggest platform 
for podcasts. So you really should be there. There's so many reasons. Just if you're listening to this, do video. <laughs> that is way we could have made this like the world's shortest uh, hive episode. Could have been 30 seconds. Okay. Yeah, do video. <laughs> Let's go get something to eat. The title could have been, should you incorporate video into your podcast? Yes. All right, guys. See you yes. next week. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it, it is a thing. And I get all of the things. I, I'm worried about being on camera. I'm worried about being this and that. Hey, I noticed something that happens a lot. They're valid concerns. It depends on where we you get live. They're absolutely valid concerns. There is something that you can do, um, not sponsored, but through something like Storyblocks or, you know, Artlist or whatever. You can just cover all of the talking parts with B-roll. Like, you don't even have to be there, especially if you're doing, like, a story time read or you're covering, like, a city that you live in or whatever. Just walk around and grab B-roll from your city. Like, no one ever has to see your face. Right. Uh, in, in cooking episodes, they call it hands in the pan. And you can go on YouTube right now and pick up a lot of uh, cooking videos, especially sewing and crafting videos, especially artwork videos, especially. It's just hands in the pan. Like, you never even see those. Uh, one of my favorite was a guy named uh, Kip Kipler, Kip Kiplinger. He used to do these make things, um, like how to just do all kind of random sort of trickery. I guess it's sort of like what Mythbusters used to make, but before Mythbusters, he was really famous, and you heard the voice. You've probably seen them in these, some of these videos when you're not signed into your account because they used to always pop up on a YouTube master page, and he would just be showing you, like, cool tricks that you could do with, you know, uh, stick matches. And it was only his voice in his hands, you know, shot it first, overdubbed the voice later, game over. So there's ways to do it. People. I, I talked about this. The way we consume podcasts are completely different than how we consumed them 10 years ago, right? Video is a thing now, even if they're not fully engaged in watching the video 100%. I know for a fact that if you're watching this, you're not sitting down in front of your computer, watching on your phone, watching on your TV, and just staring at me and Doc talking to each other, Right. But how many of us, and like, I know you guys do it because I do it, have the TV on in the background while you're doing other stuff, right? It just makes you, you feel like you're not alone at home, right? <laughs> I have yeah. my laptop over here. I have my main computer back over here and I'll be working on my main computer and I'll have something playing on the laptop, whether it's a YouTube video, a video podcast, and I can just look over and something's going on. It's more entertaining. So even if people aren't consuming the video from start to end. They just like having it playing in the background. But also I talked about this. Don't do video for the sake of video. I mean, you need to be doing video, but you do need to do it in a good way. Like don't, don't just put like your podcast logo on the TV for an hour with the audio running. That's not engaging. That's just boring. <laughs> so ask yourself, would I watch this? When you're putting it together, yes. would I, I watch this? I tried that before. It doesn't work. Right. It doesn't work at all. I used to think, oh, I could just, and I'm going to go really cool, Jay. I'm going to go into in After Effects and then put in, you know, a VU meter that bounces to the B and then custom write my little CSS so that it just plays perfectly and it just doesn't work. So, yes, just inject some photos. Um, you know, if you got slides that you go through, run the slides. Like, there's other things you can do that that you don't have to put your face on. But, yeah, right. at least put some motion in that video. And you're right. I definitely, like, I'm cleaning the house. I got you and Keely on in the background. You know, I'm just doing the thing. And, I, you know, just laughing at whatever said or paying attention when something dope is said. You know, it's like I talk to Keely every day. She never told me that. Yeah. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? So it's the thing. Look at your own listening habits, guys. If you're making a podcast, look at your own listening habits. If you're consuming a podcast a certain way, there are other people doing that too. And maybe some of your audience wants to consume it that way. So if you're listening or watching a live taping of a podcast, maybe you should be doing that too, because your listening habits probably aren't that much different than the people consuming your podcast. So do video. I, th- I think another <laughs> big one is many times you hear something in a, in a, in an audio show and you go, man, I wish I could see that. You know, yeah. I do that all the time, especially since I listen to a lot of true crime stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I wish you could see that. And then we, people in the audio shows always say, go to our website and look at the picture. And I'm like, bro, the minute you keep saying that every episode, you should be doing a video podcast, period. Right? Because people can actually see it. Because do you really want people clicking out of the audio version, going somewhere else, and then not getting back to your show? Nope. Nope. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Come on. And then, so my last plug is all this stuff that we're talking about, like, what holds people back? Let's talk about that. What holds people back? Gear, right? But, like, you have a lot of it. Your phone can do a really good job, believe it or not. It, it really can. Amazing job. If you have good lighting, you need decent lighting. All this stuff that we're talking about, we understand it's going to be a learning curve. It's going to take a little bit extra time. It will. It, it does until you get better at it. Just like when you first started your podcast, it took longer than it does now. Doing video will get quicker the more you do it. Lighting's important. You'll invest in more gear, probably. It's just a matter of fact. You will. Right. Because you want your show to be a good it's quality. Coming. It's coming. Right. But don't let that hold you back. Just get started. And it doesn't, it doesn't need to be perfect when you first start. If you keep that's your, the key step. If you keep your audience part of the process, and this is a part of part of building a community, it's just say, hey guys, we're incorporating video now. It's not exactly where we want it, but we're having fun doing it. And we we're excited to do it for you guys so you have another way of consuming the podcast. Go check it out. Let us know your thoughts, what you want to see. And it's going to get better over time. But go check it out. That's all you got to do. Super simple. So true. Right? So true. I- inviting your audience on for the ride, letting them know that it's not going to be perfect. Those are some of the key, key steps. And I think it's, it's very important that you keep in your own head that it doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, uh, watch any given sporting event or any given live TV event. There's always little hiccups in that. And they normally laugh it off. They just keep going. Like it, 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 it's never completely pure concerts, like whatever you do, even something as simple as uh, flying from city to city. I noticed in every takeoff, you know, there was something right. Oh, the person comes running in last minute. Hey, is, is a uh, spring sitting in CA 14? Yeah. Okay, I just I just didn't check him off of my paper. I gotta make sure he was there. You know, so it's never perfect, fam. Just run with it and enjoy the ride. Like the the I want people to really think about enjoying the ride, enjoying the journey itself. That is probably the most the best advice I could give you because it will allow you to be in the moment and just be willing to learn, be teachable. I think the other thing that I want to just, I, I really have to hammer on, and I know this is super high level, but just understand this, people. Not a single one of us started out walking or talking or wiping ourselves. We all had to be taught, and it was a long, laborious process. Some of you guys with, uh, you know, toddlers right now are in the processing of teaching another human how to do all of the three things I just said. And we, every human available has gone through that and forgets that every time they go to learn something hard they freak out they think it's unattainable 
a bipedal emulation is one of the hardest things in the world. Why we're the only ones that do it. You know what I'm saying? Like monkeys do it a little bit. Chimpanzees do it a little bit. The little foofy dog at the mall can do it a little bit. But like true bipedal emulation, only we do. So it, well, and a couple of robots I saw when I was in Boston. <laughs> oh my God, that's a little freaky. Um, but yeah, just like know that you didn't, you did not. You had to pull, you pull yourself up first. And if you're like me, you came out with a large head. It took a while. You're crawling, dragging the head and then you can get it up. And eventually you can sit up without falling down. And then eventually you could pull yourself up on the table until you fall down. And then you start taking those steps. And when you would take those steps and you would fall down, the motivation to keep going was that first time you had a full one and you sat down and squished yourself. you like, nah, man, I better learn how to stay up on two feet like the rest of those people because I don't want to keep squishing myself with this full diaper. <laughs> you learn how to stand up real good just by yourself, right, from practice. Nothing, nobody could, mom could not just move your feet for you. Nobody could move your feet for you. You had to do it from practice. And to this day, you get up every day to walk across the room to go to the fridge to get another brew without even thinking about it. No thoughts. Your podcast will be at that level at some point. That is super high level, but it's also super motivating, right? Because it's going to get better over time. It's going to get easier over time. And hey, I don't know about you, but sometimes you you you, uh, you stumble even though you know how to walk, right? So you're going to make mistakes along the Sometimes way. Sometimes stumble with a full diaper. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to stumble along the way, uh, even after you've been doing it for a while. But that's okay, right? That's what makes life 100%. fun and makes the experience fun. And just keep plugging away, you guys, if you're podcasting. Start incorporating video if you can. Um, it, I know it can be daunting if you don't know video, but there's tons of useful tools out there. Like I said, check out the flow. They talk about it. Check out all the videos on Ecamm. And consider using Ecamm because – one of the number one things after gear is how do I edit video? Well, Ecamm yep. makes it so you basically don't have to edit anything. It's pretty much ready to go. I don't take full advantage of even some of the features. Like I don't put in my intro into Ecamm. I cut that in afterwards, but you don't have to do that. You can, you can plug it right into Ecamm and have it run before your show goes live. So Ecamm really takes the stress of editing away if you use it to its full extent so definitely check it out guys link in the description coupon code do do the you know the monthly sign up until you figure it out if it's something you want to keep or try the free trial whatever you guys want to do but doc thanks for coming on the show man man this is super great i appreciate you uh you you've been a great use case for us to talk about podcasters and like how they should be using live video and using Ecamm to do their show. So you're like, you know, the perfect person. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to uh, talk to folks about this. Of course, man. I'll talk to you. Stay on. We'll talk after, but uh, I'll see you in a little bit. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You know, some of the reason reasoning behind me using video is I'm already jumping on the call. Why not hit record and just give you guys another way to listen if that's how you want to listen. If you're already doing a video call with a guest on your show, why not just try hitting record and seeing how it goes? I, I really encourage you to do that. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, all the links for everything we talked about will be down in the show notes or the description of the video if you're watching on YouTube, which I hope you are. If you're listening in Spotify or Apple, make sure you give this a five-star rating, leave a review, and I will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>